Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone in podcast listening land. I'm Karen Devaney. And I'm Ann Barner. And, and we're, we're sisters. sisters. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on. Yep, one of our favorite subjects murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects? Baking and killers. Karen Devaney. Hello, Welcome to my kitchen. I know. It's so festive in here. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. It's festive. Your tree is gorgeous. Thank you. I had a lot of help. Oh, you did? I did. Your boy came over and helped. He did. He's really good about helping me decorate my tree. It's very sweet. Yes, yes. He knows it's important. To yes, you. indeed. So he does it. I think that's really sweet. So, but yeah, it's very cute. Thank you. Very cute. And y'all, we're recording at nighttime, and you know what that means. The liquor is flowing. We're having drinky booze. Yeah, the bourbon is flowing, and so is the eggnog. Yes, spiced rum. Oh, Ooh, my God. Girl. Yes. I know. And y'all, I gave up. Sugar, five, five and a half weeks ago or so. Yeah. This stuff is so freaking good. Oh, six weeks because six weeks, um, you did it right when I did my surgery. I did. And oh six my God. weeks will be this Monday. Savor the flavor. Savor the it flavor. It is good. Girl. And I added some sale dairy in it. Oh, girl. Delicious. And of course, I'm having my 1792. Yes. Bourbon. Yes. And we made these. Dainty little, well, they're not really dainty. They're balls. not. No, they're they're craft they're ice craft balls. Craft ice balls. I like ice balls, and I cannot lie. Uh, no other balls gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to Ooh, say. I like that. Ooh, Ooh, yes. Cheers. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you what I'm gonna attempt to do. <laughs> okay, I'm so, glad I'm not cooking tonight. That's all I have to oh, say. Well, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna attempt to cook, and we don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my. So, um, I am attempting to make, um, hold on, I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God, do you need help already? hot chocolate cookies. Yes, yay, you did it. And they are going to have some melted chocolate in them and get you a beer? Yeah, no, I need peanut butter. Oh, yeah, because your dog needs calm. He does. He needs a little, a little help. Needs a little help from his friend. Yes. Um. So anyway, and they're going to have a toasted marshmallow on top, which really excites me because I have a torch that I'm going to use. <laughs> and I know I probably shouldn't use the torch whilst drinking oh the bourbon. Oh, my gosh. I didn't really think about that. <laughs> but it's going to be so fun. Oh, Lord. I know. I'm so excited. So in the meantime, um, we, we pre-made our dough. But it was pretty, I thought it was pretty easy to oh, do. Definitely. Yeah, so you start off with your butter, vanilla, and eggs, and you put them in. <clears throat> no, you don't. I don't know. I've been drinking way more than her so far, and she's Shit. having a hard time. I'm having so such a hard time. You do your butter and your chocolate chips. Oh, yeah. Because you, you got to melt those together. You melt together. those in a, in a glass dish in the microwave. And while those are melting, you combine your brown sugar, your vanilla, and your, and eggs. your eggs. Yes. And you 
So you blend those together with a mixer and then you melt your chocolate. At first it's three minutes and then you stir it and then it's 15 second increments after that. No, it's not three minutes, it's one minute. Oh God. Oh my God. We'll one get you the recipe, don't worry. You melt the chocolate and the butter together until it's smooth and then you cool it for five minutes and then you combine it with the first mixture that you did that had the vanilla and such in it. Right. And then after that, you put your flour, cocoa. Baking powder. Baking powder and salt. And brown sugar? No, no the brown the sugar. Fruit. Oh my lord! Whatever. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> that's why we pre-made awesome. the dough before yes, we were before drinking. We were drinking. So then you have to chill the dough for two hours. We found we, we did it, it for an hour, yeah. but I can't imagine going two hours. That stuff would be hard as a rock. I wouldn't be able to get through it. Yeah. So then you drop it on parchment paper with a scooper, like a two tablespoon scooper, and what? This person did on their recipe is she said that she makes eight cookies at a time on a cookie sheet. Okay. So, you know, they're they're nice and big, which, you know, we like big cookies. We do. We like big cookies. Big cookies and big ice balls and big snowballs and we like big things. Yes, we do. So, anyway, I'm in the process of, with my left hand, trying to scoop this. You're doing great. <laughs> it's quite the workout for You're me. You're good. But it's going to be fun. I don't think they're going to look really pretty, but once you get that marshmallow on there and you toast it with the torch, who gives a shit what they look exactly. like underneath? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that's what I'm doing. Uh, please email us for the correct recipe. Yes. We'll, we'll go over all those details if you hang out with us all the way to the end. If you leave early, then you're going to just miss out. You know out. what? If you leave early, shit on you. That's right. <laughs> cheers. I mean, cheers, but shit on you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, grab a drink. Settle God, down. that's good. Yeah, get a Get a something and, get a and little, listen. Get a little Christmas cheer in your cup and snuggle in with us. Yeah, because I got this this weird ass lady I'm to talk about from New Hampshire. Oh yeah, and so we're doing we're doing murders from states from our fans. Yeah, we're on uh, this week. It's Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. Yes, and I think we're about to run out. So post on the fan page what states you want next. Yeah, we've already done Virginia and Delaware. Yeah, so don't, please don't repost don't, those. We're not. We're done with those states. We're done with those, but we would like to have more suggestions. So yeah, throw it out there. Get, get creative. Don't be scared. Like, spin a wheel. Spin a wheel. Do the um, 50 Nifty United States song in your head. Exactly. Maybe come up with and something. And then whenever you stop, just be like, oh, that's the state. So, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, let us know. Let it snow. I mean, oh, let it yeah. snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Something else I just want to... Can we talk about my new obsession with the handbells? Oh, my gosh. Yes, guys. Guess what? Anna and I are going to learn a new talent. Yes. Handbells. Handbells. We've decided we're going to be our own two-man handbell oh, choir. I can just remember at Christmas time going oh. with my friend Alice... To the Baptist Church yes. for their Christmas Eve service. It was, it was beautiful. And there were always the handbells, and they the choir did it, and they had special white gloves, and oh my God, trout. Trout, get over yourself before I give you bourbon. Oh dear. Um, and they would ring those bells, and it would sound so pretty, gorgeous. but it was just the way they held themselves. And yes, the, with the confidence of uh, the white gloves I'm and the ringing my control. bell. 
Yeah. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with my bell. So I got this. we're very excited. We are gonna order some hand bells and yeah. we're gonna take some lessons on YouTube. Yeah, there's a set that we can get that's color coded. It's it says it's for children, but also adults. It yeah. doesn't say also adults, but it's not I mean they're not in miniature. They're just colored so that when you learn the music you do the you ring the bell according to the color. Yeah, and a standard handbell set. With the with the carrying case, with the carrying case. But what I really want us to get to is that big giant giant and enormous bell. One. Oh my god, I love I that the, big bell. That big bell needs to be part of my life. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, but that's like over a thousand dollars. That's okay. We got this. We got people got to buy us a lot of coffee, quote unquote, yeah. to get to a thousand dollars. Yeah, we're going to really start a GoFundMe we're for our handbell set. Some kind of a GoFundMe or a Meet the Girls, a benefit <laughs> concert. <laughs> Can we get in touch with Keith Urban? See if he'll sing at our at our benefit. I don't concert. know why it wouldn't. I don't see why not. We're a lot of fun. We really are. <laughs> People just understood that. I know. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm putting these in the oven. The first round. Or okay. should I put them both in at the same time? No, no, no. One at a time. Because I don't think they'll fit. One at a time, sweet Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks for calling so, me sweet Jesus. I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm kind of flattered. Why don't you go ahead and get your, your cookies in the oven. And okay. I'm going to do my murder. I might pick up my dog. Yep. So he doesn't get murder. Yep, yep, yep. That's a good one. All right, what are we doing here, people? Here we go. Come here. Look. How do you get for the ten dog? minutes? After ten minutes is up, carefully place a chunk of dark chocolate in the center, and then put it back in until the chocolate is melted and the marshmallow puffs. Ooh, puffy marshmallows. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm back. I've got the dog. Thank God. I've got the eggnog, but mine's. Please give him some eggnog. Nearly gone. So, <clears throat> anyway, let's talk about murder, shall we? Yes, go. Ready? Yeah. Begin. I am doing a murder, multiple murders. Oh, my gosh. Out of Epping, New Hampshire. Did you Epping, say Epping? Epping. Puh. Uh, Puh. Epping. Gotcha. I gotcha. Epping. I might be, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, let's just start out by letting you know that old Dr. Wilfred Bill Labar, he's got a good life there in Epping, New Hampshire. He is a well-loved, successful chiropractor. Mm. He lives on a beautiful 115-acre horse farm, and he seems like he's got it all. Unfortunately, Bill is recently widowed. Oh, and dang. sorry, Bill. We all know no amount, of, no amount of money in the world is going to fill a lonely heart. Oh. So. Bill has posted himself, he's 60 now, in his 60s, posted himself a Lonely Hearts ad, hoping to find a connection. Enter in Sheila Jennings, age 27. No, no. See, I've already got an issue with that. Well, Bill didn't have an issue. Well, of course he did. Because he liked him some Sheila. He liked him some young, Sheila young from young. Alabama. Alabama. Yes. And they had an instant connection. As soon as they met, talked a little bit, Sheila moved herself from Alabama right to New Hampshire. Well, of course she did. She took over the, the um, management of Bill's practice. She took over the management of Bill's farm. And anytime she went into town, she told people to call her Mrs. Labar, even though she and Bill never married. Never. 
Um, they don't have common law marriage in New Hampshire either, so... Well, she I'll, should have maybe researched that before she moved. Well, yeah, I don't think Sheila was one for research. <laughs> <laughs> no, she I researched Sugar Daddy. That was not her specialty. <laughs> no, seems like Sugar Daddy is her specialty. Mm-hmm. Mary and Grandpa. Oh, yeah. So, But she didn't. they didn't get married. But yeah. it was a very volatile relationship. Mm. Um Though it did last for 13 years. Wow. Until Bill passed away at age 74. Well, bless him, it's a little hard. Yeah. He died of heart heart failure, heart complications, and they did an autopsy and confirmed it was... It was for real? For real. Yeah. But um, during their relationship, Sheila had made sure before he was to pass away that he gave her power of attorney and left all of his belongings to her. Oh, very convenient. So, Sheila inherited the chiropractic practice, mm-hmm. a house in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. two apartments in Summersworth, New Hampshire, wow. and a 115-acre horse farm. Good. Overall, that inheritance totaled just over $2 million. That's not including whatever old Bill had in the bank. Are you doing all right over there? I Thanks. feel like... I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so she's she's sitting pretty now. Yeah. And I have a lot to tell you about Sheila. It's just hard to it's just hard to explain all about Sheila. Mm. Um, I will tell you she was bat shit crazy. Oh, I love her. Crazy. <laughs> I love me some bat shit crazy. Long you know those, those people that we talk about and we say, Oh my god, she's crazy, but she's really smart. Yeah. She was like a really smart crazy. That girl is? Yeah, Sheila. So and I Sheila. You were about to say that's not her. No, 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 no. Yeah, Sheila. Sheila had a boyfriend named James. Mm-hmm. It seems that um, she and James got together in maybe the 98 to 2000 area. Uh huh. Um, the Dr. Dr. Labar died in 2002. Sheila. Oh. Okay. But in 1998, Sheila was charged with second-degree assault of James when she got into a lover's spat with him, and she stabbed him in the head with a pair of scissors. But her 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 man was still living. Right, they weren't married. Well, that's true. You they don't put a ring married. on it. Dr. LeVar did not want to be married. He didn't want to put a ring on it. No. No. So she had, she had her. He wanted to dunk there. the noodle, but didn't buy the salad. Well, listen, I think he was just looking for somebody to take the pressure off because I don't think she was especially nice. Oh no! <laughs> so she's charged with this second degree assault in 1998, and then in 2002, she tried to run James over with a oh, car. Oh my God! And then in 2003, she's she scratched his face and shot a gun at him. Luckily, she did not have good aim, and she missed. <laughs> she don't got good sense either. Yeah, and at that point, James decided maybe he ought to go. But here's the funny thing. If you see James driving around New Hampshire these days, you're going to know exactly who he is because he drives a car with a license plate that reads, Alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you go, James. Proud of you, man. All right, so now we're going to jump ahead to 2004 because Sheila, she's now looking for for someone to connect with and she needs a little help out around the farm because it's 115 acres. It's a lot lot lot. for a girl or a woman or just a person. Uh, Anybody. 
So she meets this guy named Michael DeLodge. And it, it could be DeLodge. No. It's D-E-L-O-G-E, -E, but the L is not capitalized. So it's not lodged like L-O-D-G-E. It's just L-O-G-E. Okay. Okay? So Michael. That's what we're calling him. Mikey! Yeah. And they meet up at the at the local homeless shelter. Because Michael... What? Michael had a hard time um, holding down a job. Well, if she's going to give him a job, then that's really a, noble. a little part. bit of a drug issue. I mean, who's to judge? Yeah. Sugar? Yeah. I got a little bit of a bourbon issue. Right. Nobody seems to mind. But pretty much the night he and Sheila met, he moved into her farmhouse. So. Oh, Lord. He, he worked pretty fast. Mm. But let's just remember, so did she. I don't think he's worked. I don't think the men uh, are working fast. You I think, think it's Sheila's, Sheila's working, working fast? fast? Well, look at that. I was trying to give her some credit. No, no, no. Don't let's do that. Don't do that. Okay. Um, because, like, they hook up. They they become lovers. Lovers. They're lovers at this point. No. They are lovers. Don't say lover. <laughs> <laughs> Not lover. So he moves in. He helps out around the farm. Um, but people around town know that Sheila's got a real mean streak. Mm. And suspicions start to rise when Michael just disappears. Oh, man. Um, Michael had told his mother before that Sheila was trying. She th He thought Sheila was trying to murder him. But That's he never shame. left her. He ended up, I mean, he stayed with her. Yeah. Because he, he loved her. He loved her? Loved her. And he was 37. She's, she's in her 50s at this point. Gosh, what so there's these maybe December romances. Oh my God, <laughs> this story is chock full. Well, she of likes them young, young and helpless. Well, because at one time, except for Doctor LeBaw, right? Because that's when she was young and helpless, right? So she's anyway, just paying it back to the society. Sheila had been seen um, by people in the area beating Michael with an 18 inch long stick. No, um, there was a lot of speculation that Sheila had done something really bad to Michael. Do not peep. Beat people with sticks. Don't do it. Don't Just don't beat, beat people. people. Mm -mm. The last time anyone saw Michael was in August of 2005. Somebody who had come onto the farm saw him, and he was, like, barely able to stand up. He clearly had been beaten. He had a mark on his abdomen that looked like it could possibly have been some internal injury. Oh, no. He was having a very difficult time, and then... After that, nobody saw him again. He Good. just well, he gone. Was, he was tired. He just laid down. Right. And nobody reported him missing because he was estranged from his family because he had lived a crazy life. Okay. So now Sheila, she she got to find somebody else oh, to come tend to the farm. Oh, so my goodness. this time she goes on a dating app and she hooks up with a 24, 24 year old named Kenneth. County. County. C O U N T I E. County. I got it. Yeah. I'm agreeing with that. Kenneth, who has the IQ of a 12 year old, no. tells his friends that he's going to go meet this lady he met online, Sheila. They go meet, they hook up in her car, and then he. What? <laughs> Then, what? I know. How she's, old was he? She's 24. He's 24, the mental age of 12. Right. She's how old? She's in her 50s. And and they do it in the car? In the car. Come on, man. And then he said, well, that's it. I'm in love. Of course. He said, woo-wee, jingle, jangle. 
I got my balls jingle jangled. <laughs> he did. He did. He got his jingle jangled on his eye. I yike her. Yeah, I really yike her. <laughs> so he just stayed. He never went home. <sighs> now his mama got a little bit worried about him because he and she, it, it, there were like a few weeks had gone by and she hadn't heard anything from him. And well, she didn't know what happened in that car. She's like, uh, my son has the IQ of a twelve-year-old. Mm -hmm. Where the heck is he? Mm -hmm. So, um, if you need potholders, they're in that drawer there. Yeah. So his mother files a missing persons report because she can't find him nowhere. She only thing she knows is some lady with a name that starts with S and a black Cadillac picked him up somewhere, and she ain't seen him since. She got a black caddy. She, Sheila, she got a black caddy. She what do you think she's caddy. driving around in a Pinto? Mm -hmm. Uh uh. No, -uh, not that girl. She's styling. She's driving. Oh, yeah, she got it going on. So the police do some digging and they figure out that that uh, Kenneth had gone over to Sheila's place. So they go to Sheila's place to see if they can find Kenny. They go over there, pound, pound, pound on the door, and guess who opens the door? Kenny. 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 Kenny, what are you doing, man? What Kenny! What up, Kenny? <laughs> and they were really surprised to see him. They're like, dude, your what? mom's totally worried about you. He was like, I got a mama? He's like, no, I got Jingle Jangle. He's <laughs> like, I don't I need got. no mama now. I got my own. I found me the place where I got my balls Jingle Jangle. Right. And the policeman said, do you want to go home? Can we give you a ride home? And he said, no, I'm fine. Hands to the no, leave me alone. I'm good. And listen, even though he had a low IQ, he was 24 years old. That's right. And nobody had, you know, made him incompetent nope. to take care of himself. So they couldn't force him to leave the house. On site. Um, they tell Kenny's mama what was going on, and that was that. Now, a couple of months later, the police are looking around to do a welfare check on Kenny again, and they find Kenny and Sheila at the local Walmart. Well, of course. Kenny doesn't look good. Oh, no, <laughs> He's Kenny. very ashen in color. Ashen. He has bruising on his face. My God, and he this woman is, is horrid. Unable to walk using one of the Walmart electric scooters. And as he's now, as he's moving along in the scooter, mm -hmm. Sheila is loading that scooter up. Now, the basket in a scooter is not big. No. She is loading up <laughs> this scooter with ginormous gas cans. It's not a good sign, And he's Kenny. driving them around? Well, I don't even think at that point he could drive. I think she was having to push him. Oh, my God. Push him. Don't yeah. say push. Don't say pushy. <laughs> don't get pushy, girl. <laughs> don't get pushy. <laughs> don't do it. Now, five days after the encounter at the Walmart, Sheila called the police station to report that Kenny left. She said, Kenny left, and he is a pedophile. And she said, I got a tape. I'm going to play you a tape oh, to, to no. prove to you that Kenny is a pedophile. Like a video? Or well, just over, this one's over the phone, but yeah, video. But this was over the phone for the police. So she plays them this tape, and in the tape, uh -oh. she's trying. She's like, tell, tell me, confess to me that you're a pedophile. I know you're a pedophile. And then she says, why are you falling down? Get up. Don't fall down. Get up. And then she says, you have to tell me right now. Tell me right now. And she's like badgering him. 
And then he starts throwing up. She's like, why are you throwing up? Stop throwing up. And then she they taped this, and this is what she played for Yes. She is not bright. And they hear Kenny trying to garble something out, and then they don't hear Kenny anymore. This woman Kenny. played that for the cops? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Yes. How is this woman even walking the earth? Slow down there, Poncho. <laughs> about to make my dog start out. <laughs> I'm just saying, who does that? Don't, don't. Look at him. Oh my God, he's all torn up. Lord have mercy. This don't make no sense. Oh, you don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. All right, so the police agree. There's something There's something bad going on out at that Sheila's place. Something is a mess at the Sheila's. Something right. So they, I want to say it was the next evening they're like, all right, we're going to go out and do another welfare check on Kenny. That's not, I mean, you, you wasted your time. Yeah. So they go out there and they find there's a, there's like a fire pile burning, like a pit, a, a pit that's blazing. Mm -hmm. And as they're, they kind of stand there and they look at it for a minute, just, and one of the police officers sees what he thinks is a bone, like a, Maybe an part of an arm bone or a shoulder bone or something. So they know, you know, we got to go get in that house and see what's going on. So they go up and they, they bust through the door. And, and about that time, they hear a woman's voice screaming and it's Sheila. She's in the driveway. She's like, what are y'all doing here? But she lets them in the house. Well, yeah, because there's no more she, evidence in the house. It's she all burning said, outside. Y'all, come on in. Come right on in and don't don't even look at that pile burning in right. the eternal flame. Right. <laughs> well, guess what they're greeted with when they get on the inside? It ain't pretty. Oh. Sheila, she got over, like, over 100 rabbits running amok in her house. What? There's rotten food everywhere. There's... She's a hoarder. It's a horribly disgusting... She's a hoarder smell. whore. She's a hoarder whore. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really nasty. They hoarder said it smelled whore. awful. Whore. The bunnies were everywhere. She's a bunny hoarder She whore. probably just started out with two, and in a month, she had, like, That's 500. Yeah. My God. Ew. I know. It's disgusting. That's not nice for the bunnies, either. They shouldn't have to live like that. Well, they were having a great time in this big old farmhouse. They didn't have to be caged up or anything. But it was rotten food. Well, that's like on the counters or in the sink. Uh, it wasn't rotten bunny good. food. They okay. eat off the floor. They don't lick me, Trout. So anyway, they, they, one of the police officers goes in and he's like, hey, we're looking for Kenny. And she said, Kenny left. I told you, Kenny left. And he said, well, if Kenny left, why do I see his shoes? She said, those are his, the fire. she said those are his old shoes. I bought new shoes for him. Oh, that was wrong. So they're like, okay. Well, they start poking around, go down into the basement, and lo and behold, there's a brand new pair of shoes. So they come back up and they say, hey, Sheila, dude, hey, we found Sheila. Kenny's shoes if he left. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Sheila. What was that time? I think it's O. Oh, Sheila. Sheila. Whatever oh, it is, oh, you have to oh, stop. Oh, Sheila. Don't, that's enough. That was a Prince song. Yeah. Anywho, they found some shoes. They asked Sheila, hey, you got his old shoes up here and his new shoes down there. If Kenny left, he got no shoes. Where'd he go? Where he at? And she said, get out. Oh, 
Get out. You get out of my house. Get out of my house. You have overstayed your welcome. You don't have any kind of a search warrant. You get out. So they had I just want you to know. Oh no, what did you do? I was supposed to make eight on a sheet, but turns out I made six. Okay, because you okay. You just keep drinking that bourbon. Do, yes. Our things always turn out so delicious when you drink. I know, so, they really do. Yeah, it's just my stuff that is an epic thing. All right. Back to Sheila. Oh, Sheila tells them you get out. Get the H-E-double-L out. All right, so the police leave. Unfortunately, Sheila's watching their every move as they leave, so they can't go back to that burn pile and, you got any marshmallows? and grab that bone that they saw. <laughs> they got to leave that the bone. That bone that they were going to reach into the fire and get. <laughs> right. So they leave, and they get a search warrant, mm -hmm. but they can't. They can't get back until the next morning. They don't get the warrant. They can't get it all together until the following morning. When they when they arrive, and this is like major mega up in Epping, New Hampshire, mm -hmm. because the search warrant covers the farmhouse, mm -hmm. um, the horse barn, mm -hmm. all 115 acres of land. That's a lot. So this is the biggest crime scene investigation. New Hampshire had ever seen it that ever. point. Ever. Oh my goodness. Ever. Ever. For heaven's sake. Ever. ever. So the posse gets all rounded up. Don't say posse. <laughs> <laughs> that might get misconstrued. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> they come out with their search warrant and when they get there, old Sheila's kneeling by that fire pit. Saying her prayers. And she's sifting through the ashes. Sifting mm -hmm. through the ashes. Yeah. She's covered in ashes, as a matter of fact. She's getting ready to make So stew. they say, oh, Sheila, you got to step aside. step aside. Step aside. So they make her step aside, and they sift through all of the ash. They're pulling out bone fragments, teeth fragments. Mm -hmm. But when they go inside to do a deeper look of what's happening inside, they find blood splatter on many of the walls. So they collect that. That they didn't notice before? There were a lot of bat bunnies. <laughs> and a lot bunnies of, were such a distraction. Well, and, you know, bunnies poop a lot. There's a lot of poop. Nobody was cleaning up anything. It was awful. You just can only imagine. They just didn't want to be there. Yeah. I don't blame them. So uh, they collect that DNA evidence as well. Mm-hmm. Mm but they don't have enough to charge her with anything because they don't know what they're finding. You know, are these human remains that we're finding in this fire or an animal? They don't know. They just don't know. So they have to leave without charging her with anything. So they get, they take all the stuff and they send it off to the lab. And in the meantime, they, even though they can't arrest her, they do put a tail on her okay. to watch her every move. Mm. Well, Sheila packs up her her bunnies. <laughs> nuh uh. And she heads out of town. And she's she's good enough that I don't know, maybe she drugged whoever was tailing her and they fell asleep. I don't know, but she she, 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 put, she put spell on them. Sheila and her hundred bunnies sailed on out of town. And she even stopped off at a dang pet store and talked to the people in the pet store into taking care of her bunnies just for a couple of days. She said, I, I've got to go out for a couple of days, 
Would you please tend to my bunnies? And they said we would be delighted. Would you like to stay for dinner? She must have been very charming, this Sheila. Oh, my gosh. Lord have mercy. So, mm. she playing with the torch in my kitchen. It makes me a little nervous. I don't think they included the damn gas. Oh, maybe you got to buy the gas. That just pisses me off. D can you read the directions, though? Yeah, it's, it's like there's nothing in it. Okay. Well, I'll have to put them on in the broiler or something. I don't know. Let me finish this freaking story. Okay, so off they go. They have found oh, one other thing that they found in the when they were doing their search, they flushed the septic system. Oh no. And found Michael, the they first found guy. Michael? No, no. They found oh. his birth certificate. Oh. So He's probably up in there, too. They're like, uh, what, what happened here? Why you flush this? Why do you flush that? It's not toilet paper. Um, all right, so Sheila's hanging out with these people, the pet store owners and her bunnies, and lo and behold, um, the 11 o'clock news comes on, mm -hmm. and Sheila's, like, busted, because they're putting out reports of, we need to find her, because we got some evidence back. And the we bunny people were like, she there. Yes, yeah, she's right yes, and the police came right directly. Yeah, she's right there, she's there. <laughs> and she, they moved right her. Here. I guess they were stuck with the freaking bunnies. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh, Lord. Poor little bunnies. It turned out that the blood from the inside of the house belonged to Michael. She ain't going to clean that. No. She's a nasty hoarding whore. Yeah. <laughs> she's nasty. <laughs> she a nasty hoarder whore. And the teeth and the bones from the fire pit belong to Kenny. Oh, yeah. So Sheila's arrested and charged with first-degree murder. She insists that she was an angel of God. <laughs> and not an she had been sent to the earth to punish pedophiles. And that she had proof that both Michael and Kenny were pedophiles. What was it? The tape of him gurgling? Her proof is videotape of her basically beating them until they were almost unconscious so they would confess to something that wasn't true. Yeah. She is nuttier than a fruitcake. She is. I told you. She's crazy. And you know who I blame for this? The first guy. The doctor. That's who Lord. I blame. Yeah. That's who I blame. I know. He never said he anything. He created this monster. He never said anything to anybody. and He should have spoken out because people saw him with bruises and yeah. stuff. Too. You know he yeah. was getting it at home. Yeah. And not getting the good stuff. He was getting the bad uh, stuff. Well, the problem is she gives them whatever they want in and the she bedroom. She hooks them with the poon tag. Yeah. <laughs> Some people that say, "Yeah, we we tend to agree," we agree. but We're they not don't. She doesn't fit the the uh, the qualifications, but the parameters. description parameters, whatever, of a person that is mentally insane that no. doesn't know right she's, from wrong. She knows what she's doing. She's just gross. Yeah, she's nasty. <laughs> she's a nasty, 
non-cleaning, bunny hoarding, <laughs> poor guy killing whore. Yes. Exactly. And I'm not even saying hoe. I'm saying the whole word. I understand. Whore. I, she's a whore. <laughs> she a hoe. She ain't no hoe. So she a whore. The jurors said, um, we need to read over some things. <laughs> and they, so, so for 13 hours, they looked over everything. They really made sure they looked over everything. And they came back and said, lady, you are not insane. No. And you are guilt guilty. 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 You are guilty. Of first degree murder. For <laughs> and both. Of being a no cleaning, nasty, <laughs> bunny hoarding, poor guy, beaten whore. Yes. Murderer. I believe that's what the court documents yes, say, as a matter of fact. Term. Yes. So she is sentenced to two and they legs. Said, oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. <laughs> well, she had a nickname. Originally, her nickname was Firecracker because she was born on the 4th of July and she had a fiery personality. But later, she got a nickname called Sheila the Peeler. <laughs> she Peeler. got Sheila the Peeler, and I don't know I where, don't that, came know where that came it's from. It's like that SZA sister. <laughs> <laughs> that goes into SZA's. the part that this podcast does not cover. <laughs> anyway, she gets two life sentences with no possibility of parole. Consecutive or concurrent? Consecutive. I love that judge. She ain't getting out. I love whoever did that, whether it was the judge or the jury. Yeah. And they, she's appealed the case. And, and where blah, is blah. she? She's in New Hampshire. She's in New Hampshire. Do we know what prison? Well, actually. We have a friend up there. We could see if she could stop by. Oh, no. She's been, she's since been moved. I'm not quite sure why. But there they is. They move them around. They move them around. I they think can. she might be in Florida now. Okay. But I'm not sure. They can move them whenever they want. But there is a book out there mm -hmm. all about this murder no called Wicked Intentions. Wicked and the, Intentions. Yeah. He writes this long... What was Wicked... That Isaac guy he sang? What a wicked world. No. Wicked. Yeah, Chris yes. Isaac. Yes, but it's the right words. You wicked goofball. World was the name of it? No, I was singing the song. Oh my gosh. Go back to what you were doing. Let me finish my story. Please do. Your story. Um... So, one thing that came out after she went away is that when the... Wicked game. What a wicked game you play. Yeah. The police, as they were searching around the barn, they came across a set of toes. Uh-uh. Just the toes. That's <laughs> important. That's not okay. But they have not been able to identify who those toes belong to. Oh, my God. So, they feel like perhaps there's more... Okay. More that people, people don't that, know. They keep track of. that more people were killed. Men, men, folk. Oh, men were killed. Um, she don't be fooled by at the, the time. Don't be taken in by the poontang. At the time of her arrest, she did have a 19-year-old Irish boy working with well, her. Then some Irish toes. Yeah, but maybe because he's not from our country or whatever, Probably. they haven't been able to link those toes to anybody uh, that I can see. So anybody in Ireland missing a relative or a toes? Um, <laughs> Anybody's missing toes. Anybody go to America and come back without some toes? Reach out. Reach out Please to the Epping, New Hampshire Police Department because they may have those toes. You can get them back. Or just email Ann and I at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Please don't do that. I don't want to know if you're the one missing your toes. I do. I don't. All right, well, then just address it to Karen. But For Karen's eyes only. But let me give you her personal email address. <laughs> no, let's don't do that. No, I don't have one. 
story of crazy Sheila the Peeler. I don't know why she got that name. I don't either. I don't want to know what she's been peeling. I don't either. There may be some other things. I, there was so much information out there about oh, Sheila. I had to narrow it down. I guess so. Otherwise, it would have been a week-long podcast. And I'll be really forever. honest with you. I have had a hell of a day, and I'm just too tired to go oh, into it. Goodness, I just oh. <laughs> I didn't even remember I was on the podcast. Well, you're on a podcast. Uh, whatever. But belt away, girl. <sighs> How are those cookies doing? Because they smell divine. Well, I'm so bummed that I cannot play with fire. Well. But that's okay. I mean, do you want me to light you a candle or something? No. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Oh. That's all right. I'll, I'll find something else to torch this weekend. I'll get my husband to get me some butane. There you go. That's what you need. So, anyway, I have pulled the second batch out. The first batch is back in trying to get the marshmallows a little mm. puffy and toasty. I just finished my eggnog. Well, girl, I finished my bourbon and then had a little top off. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I had a little extra ginger ale and a little bit. I had My ball hadn't melted yet. So <laughs> Slow down there, Sally. You still got to do your murder. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, my bourbon is empty. Okay. So, anyway. Do you got any questions about Sheila? I asked them. Oh, okay. So that's it. Go find the book. I would be interested in reading that book, Wicked Intentions. You should. It would be good. You should. Um, let's go on pause. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen that commercial from Discovery Plus, the new streaming Discovery? And we're not getting paid by Discovery, so you're welcome. About the lady who comes home, and she's clearly coming home from work, and she bolts her door, double bolts it, latches it, and then she runs upstairs, gets in her bedroom, or she closes her bedroom door, she locks it, moves the dresser in front of it, hops into bed, pulls the cover over her, and then she turns on ID Discovery to watch her true crime show. Stream from a place of safety. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Way to go. Well done. Listen to our podcast from a place of safety. Absolutely. All right, Especially we're gonna go on. Oh yeah, the more you drink, the better we get. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's a two-way street. Oh yeah. If you're drinking and you're drinking. It's gold. Oh baby. yeah. You would be like telling everybody. <laughs> we're gonna be number one any minute now. Yes. <laughs> we don't Definitely. know what category it is. Oh yeah. Drunken podcast. <laughs> exactly. Okay, All right, we're pausing. We're pausing. Please hold. And we're back. And we're back. We are back. Oh, and yeah, just right here on your box. Shut up. Beauty and gas sold separately. I know that now. Oh. So anyway, guys, first of all, happy Hanukkah. Oh, gosh, yes. We're so mean. and You're mean. Well, that's true. But that's every day. So <laughs> as this is nothing against the Hanukkahs. <laughs> Don't don't say that. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> don't say Hanukkahs. Don't say don't. that. <laughs> Stop. I don't know. I have to go on pause. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> that's that's all. That's all. The end. Just happy Hanukkah. Period. Okay. So, guys. Oh wait, I already said that. <laughs> passenger attached to me and I really 
want everybody to pray for me on the 15th of December that they take away the wedge part of my dark passenger. So anyway, there that is. And then, oh, I was saying that because I'm hot and I and my arm is sweaty. <laughs> sweaty arm. And I took it out of the sling for a minute and then it hurt and I put it back in and now it's sweaty again. It's all good times here, people. I'm going to have heat rash. Oh my gosh, my dog is... Your dog has a... Could we put him in the oven? <laughs> Side down. Oh god, they smell good. Oh my god, I'm recording. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. And we're back. Okay, we've taken some deep breaths. I've been told not to say guys anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> evidently some... I've said that a lot in the last eight seconds. So we've had some water. We've had a little bit of water. I've put my head down on the cold. <laughs> counter for a second i feel like we've gotten it together we're gonna be okay it's gonna be fine we're gonna get through this and oh. just a second okay and we're back again that's it last because something's happening we will not do this again i mean we'll do this again but we won't pause again we'll see we had an important incoming call <laughs> so anyway okay i'm gonna talk about my murder because evidently if i talk about anything else it causes problems <laughs> so i'm gonna try to really like Focus. What state are you in this week? Pennsylvania. Thank you for the suggestion. Whoever suggested that. Kate. <laughs> Kate? I think so. Okay. I think it was Kate. Anyway, we're in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> we're in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. Lehigh County? Lehigh County. Not familiar with that. I area. am because there's something called the Lehigh Tunnel. Okay. And it is a tunnel that goes straight through a mountain. Lord have mercy. It is absolutely crazy, but that beautiful, but crazy and terrifying and beautiful. Okay. Yeah. It's a gorgeous part of the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. So I'm going to tell you the story about Cheryl. Actually, in Pennsylvania, they probably call her Cheryl. Oh. <clears throat> Cheryl Sylvanek. Okay. Um, she was 54 years old. And I think we're in like 2014. <clears throat> she has a Stop four, it. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, 
not sorry. (laughs) 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 I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. I don't know. I just got a throat issue right now. I'm not going on pause anymore, so deal with it. Okay. So she has a daughter who's 14 years old. And this daughter's name is Jamie. And Jamie is a typical 14-year-old girl, a little bit rebellious, a little bit big for her britches. Oh, I see. She's not overweight. I'm not weight shaming her. What are you talking about right now? You know, she's she's a sassy teenage girl, which they tend to be at that age, starting at about six. And so... Jamie goes to a rock concert. A rock concert? Rock concert in Philly. And she meets this guy. Who's playing? The Rolling Stones? <laughs> I get it. Rock Stones? Oh, yes. It's that was funny. really dumb. Okay, anyway, she goes and she meets this guy there. The guy is, I'm going to tell you. Well, I don't, I'm not even going to talk about him yet. So she meets this guy. She lies about her age. Oh. She tells the dude that she's 17. Oh. They exchange cellular numbers. Okay. And they start a romance, a texting oh. romance. Oh. <clears throat> Anytime that Jamie goes to see her grandparents, she sneaks away. Maybe she's less than honest about where she's going to meet the boyfriend. The boyfriend is a 20-year-old <gasps> soldier. No. Who is stationed at Fort Meade, Maryland. Oh, wow. Yes. So, um, no. It's not okay. So, Jamie invites the boyfriend to come over to Cheryl's house, and Cheryl and Cheryl's husband, David, immediately are very alarmed by the fact that he is 20. Right. And so, Cheryl immediately does not approve of this relationship. Nothing personal, dude, but my kid's 14. Oh, my gosh. And he does not believe the parents. What? He doesn't believe that she's 14. Okay. He thinks that they're lying. Wow. Because they don't know how old their kid is. And so, kind of a battle of wills starts a little bit between Jamie and this dude and Cheryl. And David is involved, but I would say Cheryl kind of takes this up as her cause. Gotcha. So, Makes sense. You want to protect your baby. Absolutely. And ma- mama bears, it's nothing like a mama bear. No. I'm not saying daddies are not protective of their little girls. They are. But there is nothing like a mama bear. No. So, um, Cheryl really does not approve of this at all. And a couple months later, the, the kids decide they want to go to a concert. They buy concert tickets to go see the the Benjamins. All right. I'm familiar with the Benjamins. And they want to go see the Benjamins in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton. Place that I've been to more than once. And Cheryl says, first of all, she says you're not going. No. And then she gives in and says, you can go on one condition. I'm driving you. Oh, wow. I'm chaperoning you. I will drive you to the concert. I will wait for you at the concert. After the concert, we we can get... I think they went and stayed in a hotel, uh-huh. but the three of them stayed together. 
Um, she allowed them to go out to eat afterwards. She sat in the car. She she gave them some, them some space, but she didn't, you know, she she didn't want them to be alone. They needed to be chaperoned because her daughter was 14. Right. Duh. So, <clears throat> of course, the kids were just like, you know, uh, excuse me. Jamie was 13 when she met this guy. Said she was 17, but then she turned 14 very soon after. Okay. Well, and, yeah, and I'm sure a 20-year-old is like, I'm not riding to a concert with your mother. Exactly. I'm in the I'm in the flipping military. Right. Like, right. I drive my own car. I fight for our country. You think I can drive Exactly. Car. But he's going with a 14-year-old. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. How he, bad he can't want, be but... choosers. Exactly. His name is Caleb Barnes. Okay. So, she convinces them that, you know, this is what they're going to do, and this is the only way. This is it. This is it. So, in the meantime, one of Jamie's friends over here, like a couple weeks before they go, or maybe a week before they go, one of their, one of Jamie's friends overhears her talking to Caleb on the phone. Right. And it seems like they're, they, they're putting together some pretty nefarious plans. Nefarious plans. Yes. All right. Evil is afoot. Let's talk about our nefarious plan, please. <laughs> I don't think that's what they said. <laughs> it's just what Pretty I said. Pretty sure that's what they right. said. That it was evil. I'm calling about our nefarious plan. <laughs> well, then that other person would have been like, I don't know what they were talking about. They just said nefarious a lot. <laughs> I was bored with that conversation. <laughs> so they start talking about how they can be together. How is it that we can be together? My parents are in the way. There right. are obstacles. They're not being fair, they don't they don't want what I want, you're the one for me, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Yeah, because when you're 14... You so know that. Yeah. And when you're 20, dating a 13-year-old, right. you don't know nothing. No. So, they go to this concert, and she drives them, So they and they drive home together. Jamie is in the front seat, and Caleb is in the back seat. They pull up in the driveway... And they're out in the driveway. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Right. It's in the wee hours. Wee hours. Yes. And they're, Cheryl is out there trying to talk to them to make sense, to say, guys, this is, you just need to wait. I mean, this is not something that can happen right now. This is not a healthy relationship. I'm concerned about my daughter making bad choices and a boyfriend that's 20 years old and very much in love with her, but maybe... Leading her down a path, we're jumping ahead a couple of spaces in her right. life, and we need to cool it. And they cool were not happy. Jets. They were not happy. Right. So, at some point, around three o'clock, four o'clock in the in the morning, Cheryl winds up dead. Oh Lord! And um, her her body is dumped. A so few, where was she when she wound up dead in her house? I'm gonna tell you. Thank you. She wound up dead, and she her body was found um, dumped in a kind of a shallow grave. Not a good shallow grave by any means. It's like somebody just got tired. Oh, dear. She was a bloody mess. She oh. had been strangled. Oh. She had been beaten, and she had been stabbed in the neck five times. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And um, at some point during the night, Neighbors heard intermittent horn sounds for about 20 or 30 minutes. Oh. They thought it was just some kids out there messing around. They oh, didn't report gosh. it. Oh, gosh. And then they also reported seeing Jamie, the girl, 
um, walk from the vehicle into the garage. Oh. And so they're like, okay, you know, they just were like, okay, that just noted. But um, at around 2 a.m., surveillance footage shows the, the couple in a Walmart buying gloves, bleach, rubbing alcohol, oh, a box yeah. cutter, and oh, a file. They leave the store, and they, um, and they drove off in the car that Caleb had driven from Maryland. Right. So they're not even in Cheryl's car anymore. At about 5.55 a.m. is when Cheryl's body is discovered. She's in, a, she's in the dirt in a snowy bank in South Whitehall Township. And around 7.30 or 7.15 that morning, they then find um, a vehicle, an SUV, partially submerged in a pond. Mm. And um, inside of that car was just a bloody mess. I'm sure. Bloody mess. So they, they look at the registration. They go to the home. They find the husband, David, sound asleep. Oh gosh! And they find the two young, the young couple naked in Jamie's bed. Oh my word! Nasty, dirty. They're doing the dirty deed up in the parents' house. Lord, that's not okay. That's rude. So the two, Jamie and Caleb, were immediately arrested. And um, initially, Jamie was charged as a juvenile, and then. Investigators got her phone, got Caleb's phone, and saw that as they were sitting in the car and driving that night, they were planning this murder <gasps> right there next to Charlotte. They were doing nefarious They things. were up to nefarious deeds. They were nefarian. <laughs> they were nefarying. <laughs> right there in that car. Nefarian. Nefarian. <laughs> <laughs> so once they see that she had helped plan this murder, they charged her as an adult. I am so very happy to 14 hear that. years old. So, February 2016, Jamie actually pleads guilty to first-degree murder and other charges, and a judge sentences her to 35 years to life, okay? She goes to court, and the, the local paper was really pissed because she had a court date on the docket. Uh-huh. She ended up going in front of the judge, like, weeks, weeks upon weeks earlier, Oh. To put in her guilty plea, she changed her plea at the last minute and wanted to go no, before the judge. She gets lesser charge, probably. She probably made some sort of a deal. Well, yeah, but the paper actually was mad because they weren't they weren't notified, so nobody was there to cover it. Oh, the press wasn't there, so they actually were able to get the um, transcripts from what went on with the judge. Oh, okay, you come to judge. You come to judge. And she said, there is no, I love this, there's no sugar coating it. Aww. Okay, sorry. And there's absolutely no sympathy for me. There's no mitigating factors. In my opinion, there's absolutely nothing. I was not forced to do this. There are no drugs involved. I was just selfish. And I saw my mother as an obstacle and not as the person who wanted the best for me. So, she throws herself at the mercy of the court. Yeah. Um, her attorneys also try to implore to the judge to give her the minimum sentence because she is a juvenile and she is remorseful. She has struck a deal and has agreed to 
testify against Caleb at his trial. Right. And the judge shows no mercy and gives her 35 years to life. Right. So then she goes in front of, she goes to court and she agreed to testify. Well, she testified against Caleb, who was then 21. Right. At his trial. At first, he tried to say it was all her. He tried to say, I was napping in my car, and she came and woke me up, and she was covered in blood. And then I just helped her get rid of the body. Dirty rascal. Dirty rat. So, at first, they blamed each other. Right. But it was very clear when they saw the videotape, when they saw, oh, there was a text um, two weeks before the concert from Caleb that says, I have my knives all picked out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he brought the knives with him to right, kill her. Right, right. So he was in on it from the beginning, but he tried to throw her under the bus. I mean, so much for being a noble guy who's dating a 13-year-old. Right. You're dating a baby. Right. Then you kill her mother, and then you want to blame her? Like, what a stand-up guy you yeah. are. So you nefarious nun-chucker. <laughs> you nutcracker. You're a nutcracker. You're a nanny-headed muggins. What? <laughs> Muggins headed cotton. No, stop it. <laughs> You're stupid. You're a nefarious stupid. Meanie. Yeah. So anyway, the judge actually gives him life without parole. Good. Okay. So now, we're going to fast forward. Okay. And now we are going to fast forward to 20. 19. Okay. And she has actually petitioned the court and she has this big um, Philadelphia, <laughs> it's not Philadelphia Freedom, but I want to call them the Philadelphia Freedom Fighters. Okay. But they're, they're a, def- a group of defense attorneys that go and help. Like they're the ones that are helping ch- um, kids that were tried as adults get reduced sentences. Right. And so they've actually, they petitioned the court the first time to have it reduced because she was a juvenile. She was 13 and then 13 when that, when it happened and then 14 when she went to trial and they said, no, we, we don't care because of extenuating circumstances. And that's the premeditation. Right. And the removal of corpse. Right. And the uh, tampering with evidence and the uh, um, desecration of corpse. Right. Like there was some extenuating circumstances, sure. a whole list of them. Right. And also um, Caleb got also charged with um, statutory, Rape. Rape. Good. Yeah, statutory. They call it statutory sexual assault in this paper, and that's not what it is. It's statutory rape. Right. So um, people get confused because when you say rape, they think some man jumps out of the bushes and you don't know him and he attacks you. That is one form of rape. That is not the only form of rape. Right. So he actually got that extra charge as well. Good. He deserved it. So um, she has petitioned the court, and there is a court that has... That right now is, they're discussing whether or not she should have been tried as a juvenile. But when she goes back to court, the prosecution has her ex-boyfriend who is going to testify against her once again. Oh. Yeah. And her old defense attorney is going to come in and testify for the prosecution. Oh. Doesn't look good for her. No. I don't think that she's going to. Get this reduced. I think that she's going to be in there for a long time. But I will tell you this, that that girl, what she said to that court, she said, I destroyed my family. I killed the only, the woman, 
She said, I killed the person who loved me the most in this world, who only wanted the best for me, and now I know that I was just a monster. So she was at least remorseful. I mean, we've seen but it where kids. I know, but you have to I, remember somebody probably wrote that out for her, and they told her, you, uh, don't even say, attorneys. I know they do. Your attorney is going to brief you, and you are going to go through it over and over and over again until they think you've got it before you go up and stand in front of that judge. Or you don't have a chance. I know. But I also, I'm just saying that we see a lot of kids that go to court who don't ever say that they're remorseful. And she cried at court and she she said, I'm well, a hard course. person. Now, I cried at court too the if thing, I thought I was going to go to jail. That's true. I felt so f bad for the dad because he, the first time at trial... He, he talked about what a loving woman she was and how she was the glue that held their family together. And he went to sleep one night, woke up the next day, and lost half his family. Right. And it was just so traumatic for him. I Nowhere in any articles do I find his name except for the first one about he was asleep when it happened. And then he went to the, vic, you know, he did this victim statement. I would love to, to see a, a movie or a television show or something that talks about these, this case. I thought it was interesting that she's still trying to get this reduced. Well, she's going to try until... I know, but there's a part of me... I don't know. What do you do as a dad? What do you do? He doesn't have to stop loving his daughter. If he can find a way to forgive what she's done, they can still have a relationship, but it doesn't forgive what she's done. Yeah. She knew right from wrong. She knew what the end game was going to be, and she could have stopped it a million ways to one, and she didn't. I agree, but she I also see the influence of this 20-year-old guy on a 14, a 13 or 14-year-old girl. They're so impulsive. They don't understand that what you do today has an effect on tomorrow. They don't understand. No, Kids I don't agree. understand. I could not agree with And you I just more. feel so bad. This and woman was trying should. to be a good mom. She wasn't trying to be. She was being a good mother. Right. And she was being a really good parent. And maybe will see that to reduce her sentence. But it, you just have to leave it to the court to decide. Yeah, I know. She did. She said in her. We were in she court. said in we her. We were. She no. said we didn't. She see did how say she part of the transcripts did say that she told the judge, "There is nothing that a newspaper can call me. There is no amount of time that you can give me that will ever make this right. The only time this is ever going to right be right is when I die and I go and see my mother and I tell her I'm sorry. Right. And until then. There, nothing, there's nothing you can do to me that's right. going to ever make it okay. And that's how a transcript reads. And for me, I need to be in there I and know. see her face to find out so, right. what her mannerisms were. I saw the pictures of her being read. let in for the preliminary hearing, her very first hearing, and the girl was a blubbering mess. Sure. And I know what I don't know. It's like I don't know where that's coming from. Is that self-preservation or is that remorse? You don't know, or is She's that just or you're just scared? Scared shitless, right? And she was very scared. This guy Caleb was laughing. Of course he was. He was laughing at a smirk on his face and laughed right. in the freaking court. He, I feel like they got a serial killer off the road before he had a chance to maybe be a serial so, killer. maybe so, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a very sad situation. It plucked at my heartstrings because I'm a mom. And so, too. you know, but at the, at the same time, you're like, she was doing the right thing. And you, you, you just can't, you can't kill your mom. You just can't kill your mom. Like, mm -hmm. that's not okay. 
It's not good to kill your mom. It's not good to kill your parents. Don't it's not do good. That. Don't do don't do nefarious things. And don't I mean Don't nefari. They didn't just quickly shoot her in the head and be done no. with her. No. Mm -mm. They tortured her and yeah, terrorized she, her. Now, yeah, she said that she didn't lay a hand on her mom, that she watched the whole time, but she did nothing to stop Which it. Which to me is almost even worse. I think it's you, worse because you watch you're somebody watching do that to your, your mother. mother. Yes, and he reached behind her and grabbed her throat from behind to choke her first and then beat her in the head. And when all that stuff didn't work, he stabbed her in the neck from behind. Just awful. And it's horrible because then you as a mom know that your daughter is sitting right there and she's not doing anything to protect you. Yeah. And it just, I mean, to me, you, she died of a broken heart before she probably died of any neck stab wounds. Maybe. Like, that's horrible. Or so, she was terrified for her life. That too. But once she woke up dead, she was probably very sad. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm not, I mean, it's not funny. But it's kind of, I mean, it's not funny. No, there's about it. I'm saying when you wake you're up dead. Funny, you funny. Because you've got word salad going, so it's your funny. I do, and I'm probably going to, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm going to be so pissed at this girl, but right now the bourbon has <laughs> softened my heart. Oh, my. I'm like room temperature butter. Oh, well, my sailor chair, my sailor is like toughening me up. I'm a oh, sailor Lord. right now. No, I ain't. Pull no, your shit together. Pull your shit together, because... I, I just got a sweaty arm. That's all I know. My arm is so sweaty. I have turned the air conditioner down to 68 I know, degrees. and my, my face is on fire, and I'm down to just a tank top. I know, and she can't go any further. I cannot go any further. to wrap it up here soon, try and get her back down. All right, well, give me a cookie to taste. Oh, we're going to taste cookies. Yay! While I'm getting the cookie ready, would you like to tell people how they can get in touch with us? Yeah, because we have social media. We do. And we have a lot of fun on social media. As a matter of fact, I think tonight we might even be posting the sound check from tonight before we recorded. Um, we put yeah, some, we put some funny memes. Yeah, it's after it's nine just, on a Friday. I have had the day from hell yeah. trying to fight with insurance. Companies. I fought with technology, and she fought with insurance. It's, it's not been, been pretty today. So I can't say we're posting this tonight. I think we're supposed to post it tomorrow. I'm going to post it whenever the flipping hell I want. All right. Well, Karen's going to post it while Annie Pooh has another drink. Ah! <laughs> Anywho, guys, we have social media. You can go to Instagram and find us at Sugar Coated Murder. And we're almost at, we're at almost, we're at seven, over 700. <laughs> oh my god, what are you trying to say? Can We've you tell them the rest? Over 700 followers? Over on 780. Wow. I know, we're almost at, at 900. <laughs> no, oh my god, you just be quiet. I'm not good with numbers right now. We have a Facebook fan page. You can go to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast fan page. If you've not already checked in there, check to be added to that group and we will add you. We don't deny anybody. We try not to. Why well, we, we haven't yet? <laughs> Can't imagine why we would. I don't think we will. We no. don't. We don't Unless know. your name is Nefarious, or you're somebody that I blocked on another uh, on another, another type of page. Right? Yeah. Then yeah, we're you're not getting in. Mm -mm. Sorry. No. And uh, then there's just the regular business page, sugar coated murder podcast. And we have a lot of people that like that page. Oh, definitely. I just wish they would realize. Hey guys, come to the fan page and be part of the very special well, they don't want 160 invest. plus best friends we have. Oh my god, yeah. we're up to 162. <laughs> Look at us! And like somebody last week pull well, out. Sometimes they pull out. We don't like it when you pull mm -hmm. out. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> and 
safe method. <laughs> no, it's not. Once it's you not. Can, just stay in. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull and pray. Just pray. Don't, just don't. <laughs> I'm going to taste this cookie. We're going to have a cookie taste. Ready? One, two, three. Mmm. Uh. Oh, my God. Mmm. Well, it does taste like hot freaking chocolate. My God, it really does. That's amazing. And I didn't even have to torch the marshmallow. Mm -hmm. That's the good. The cookie is almost like a brownie. It is. And when I noticed that when you made the the batter, it's almost like fudge. It's that thick, really thick. It's very thick. And then for the chocolate that I put in it, I chose dark chocolate with sea salt. Mm-hmm. Because I like a little bit of salt with my chocolate. You're weird. I know. But I think a lot of people do. So... But you can put any kind of chocolate. You can put milk chocolate. You oh can God. put whatever. I'm going to be on a sugar high for the next hour. I know. So anyway, it's really good, y'all. It's got nice little marshmallow on top. Makes mm -hmm. it all, makes all the difference in the world. It's delicious. So um, email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. And... Oh, we... We... we, we uh -huh. oh. <laughs> It's almost like the prostitution. We have a link tree. <laughs> the prostitution. And when we post our episodes out there, we put our link tree out there. That gives you a link. You click on the link, you can get to our episodes. You can get to our Instagram. Our, our merchandise. Our merchandise. You can buy us a spot of coffee. You can buy us a spot tea. And if you want it to go towards the handbell um, set, just Please let us know. Support. Support. Our new love of the handbells. <laughs> Guys, we're going to do our own intro and outro music with you the handbells. Y'all are going to be so excited. You wait. Yes, we're we'll be break. giving concerts at our apartments. People are going to love us. It's going to be great. One more level to love us. Oh, my Lord. And, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to buy us a bourbon or a drink, mm. you can do that. Whatever. Mm. I'm almost out of my bourbon, and it's called $17.92, and it's 40 bucks a bottle. Lord have mercy. I know. So y'all better help me out. <laughs> and so that we'll post the link tree. Email us for recipes, for suggestions, just to send us love letters. Or tell us a state you want us to do the mur a murder in. And also, if you want to be, if there's still a little bit of time left, if you want to be on our Christmas card list. Yeah. Don't be left out in the cold. You'll be so down. Yes, you will. So we're shutting that midnight on the 15th is when we're going to stop taking names and addresses for that. And also for Teespring, I think you can order up until the 15th of December to get merchandise. Right. So if you want to get merchandise for Christmas or give merchandise for Christmas that says Sugar Coated Murder, we got a lot of different designs on there. It's so much fun. Right. And we get a lot of compliments on our face masks. Yeah. Just saying. We do. We really do. Yeah. And if you want to send some sort of a CBD product to my dog. Oh, my God. Or any kind of free. suggestions on how we can sedate him. Right. Yes, please help us. If yeah. you're a Reiki master for pets, then get in touch with us. We need your services. I don't know if that'll work, to be honest with you. Yeah. you got a lot going on right it's now. It's going to make you rethink your career. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's all we've got for now. We I'm love y'all. I'm sober up. I need to drink mm -hmm. some more. Mm -hmm. I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Or Stay the rest sweet of the week. and don't murder. Don't do it. Mm -mm. Do not if murder. If you kill people, we're going to talk about no, you. Because we will. We will talk about you. We'll and if we're drinking, that. we're going to talk real bad. We're going to call you ugly names. We are. Like turd face and cotton-headed muggins, muggins, muggins. Meanie. And shithead and... Whore. Nefarious. <gasps> nefarious. <laughs> yes. All right. We're going to go. call you on Bunny Horton Ho.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.